You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Authenticity. Yeah, authenticity in a digital world behind PFPs or profile photos. What does authenticity look like as we step more into this Web3 metaverse world? How does that show up for us in not only today, but in the future? And what does that mean? Is Are we going to take a step back as we start to hide behind our avatar or our cartoon? Are we going to lose touch with who we are at our core as we live more in this metaverse world? And I will tell you, for me, this is a really interesting uh, conversation. And you know, I you know, much of my career, I, I I was kind of known for my personal brand, and and my personal brand was really built on that concept of being yourself, right? Showing up as your unapologetic self, and that's really how I've lived most of my life. Uh, you know, growing up through high school and college, uh, you know, I was the kid that you know was friends with every every friend group, right? It's partially why I'm multi hyphenated, but it, the reason I always liked the think that that was the case was because I, I kind of was empowered thanks to my, my parents and, and my upbringing to really, you know, look at not only this world, um, but really the opportunity to stand out is not, you know, being like everyone else, but it's really being the one thing that no one else can be, which is yourself. And I think that phrase to me is the key phrase here is being what no one else can be is really what NFTs are all about, right? When we talk about ownership, we talk about the fact that when you own, you know, the concept of being non-fungible really bakes down to this idea that what that it is irreplaceable that there is only you are the only one that has that one individual thing. And and yes, People can take screenshots, people can download, people can, we're seeing a lot of uh, knockoff projects, right? A lot of people that are doing, you know, um, you know, iterations of the exact same thing, which to me is very interesting because I, I look at the world today and the, the opportunity for creative use of animals and photos and, you know, 8-bit and all those things that exist um, is massive, yet for whatever reason, um, we're, we're kind of resting on what, you know, other people uh, have done or, or known. And um, I'll, I'll kind of digress on that at the moment. But, you know, I think there is an element here where I'm excited to see where this goes. Now, I will say part of the polarization and part of the idea of shock and awe and really like, you know, uh, you know connecting these dots there is something that, you know, a little bit concerns me. And, and part of it was in when I was in New York for NFT NYC, you know, at that event, 
one of the things that was really telling to me was, you know, at a lot of events, I only know people from their social media profiles, right? I connect with people on social now for, you know, it's my, it's my job. I'm a full-time, you know, keynote speaker. You know, it's my job to go to events. And I, I know most of the people that I, you know, come running up and say hi to me are people that are following me on social. But they're usually, it's at least a photo of them, even if it's 10 years old, like most dating profiles are <laughs> these days. But the fact that most people, or a lot of people have, have their profile fix, picture with their favorite NFT, and in many cases, they're using a pseudonym um, as their name, and they're not even linking to a website, and, or, and, and there's no video content. And, and even with some, there's not even any audio content with, uh, you know, with uh, them in the sense of, uh, you know, they're not even going on the Twitter spaces and, and talking um, in, in that realm either. And so for me, there is a tendency to feel as though the, the bridge between online and offline could be a little bit steeper at the moment. But I'm a big, I'm pretty confident on this idea of, you know, uh, uh, augmented reality, uh, the idea that we will very soon be able to overlay digital um, information over the real world, right? I, I, am a Google, I had Google Glasses when Google Glass came out. Um, I currently still use the Snapchat spectacles on a regular basis. I actually love uh, the Snapchat spectacles, especially uh, creating content with my daughters because um, it's hands-free. But I, I believe we're going to move into that idea where we're going to be able to look around a room. And although we don't recognize anybody, we'll be able to see who in that room follows us or who in that room we've we've connected with or maybe what even just what their names, their online names are. And so I'm confident in that space. But what I'm really kind of excited about is, you know, if anyone's kind of followed me on social lately, um, and I, you know, I recommend I'm, I'm everywhere. There's not one social channel that I'm not active on. It's part of my job. Um, I always say, just pick your favorite channel and give me a follow there. You don't have to follow me everywhere. You can, um, but you don't have to, but I'm, I social fans everywhere. And, you know, I've had a crypto dad as my profile picture for a good while. And I, and I love that project. I love um, the crypto dad. And I will say I got it was just the crypto dad that I minted happened to have a, a Kobe Bryant jersey, which to me represented being a girl dad as Kobe was really the uh, first one in my opinion that really took that to the mainstream and, and rest in peace, Kobe and Mamba mentality uh, still lives true. Um, and, and for me, it was kind of, it was fitting. Like it has a beard. Um, it's a guy with tattoos. I have tattoos. Um, and I will say like, I love the profile photo, but to me it was still, it was still very humanistic, right? It was still very like a photo uh, uh, and it ha you know, has a big you know, goatee. And I like the ability for me to be to represent myself as my whole self. Like anyone that's ever met me offline, I wear bright colored shoes. I always have a backwards, I always have a baseball cap on. I, I kind of walk to my own beat. And I know for some that might be, you know, off-putting, but it's really where I've I've found that the only way I could be successful online and the only way I could kind of live this digital world was that I needed to be the same thing as was offline as I was online. Now, with that being said, when I found this, uh, the Playboy Bunny Rabatar, which is what you'll see in my profile photo pretty much on all the channels now, it, it was something about it that like, not only is the art amazing, and I'm a huge fan of the project, I am bullish on what Playboy is doing on the project. If you check out my most recent Instagram post, I talk about how they're dedicated to their community. Their CEO is in the Twitter Spaces channels. Um, they have a big roadmap and st their storytelling on their website is amazing. And their Discord is really active and they hired an amazing um, community manager in Playboy Jen um, that is running that community. And you know they're giving access and utility and all of those things. But 
I will say like, you know, I got two, I minted two Rabbitars, which is, you know, the most that we can mint um, on the, on the white list. And um, one of them I, I absolutely loved. And the other one, you know, I liked it. Uh, the art is great, but it really didn't, you know, I was like, you know what? I, once I find a different one that I like, I'm going to sell that one and, and purchase one that I, I really love the art. And I will say the Playboy team has done, gone out of their way to stress that the rarity, yes, the rarities of these uh, Playboy Bunny uh, rabbitars, um, it's out there on all the rarity tools um, websites. But they were really focused on like, hey, you should pick the rabbitar that matters most to you, that means the most to you, that represents you the most. Uh, and they've even talked about the fact that they're going to do rewards and giveaways and connecting these dots differently than most because they're not going to just focus on the rarities, rather the different um, you know characteristics that are built into a lot of the the art. And I will say, when I saw this uh, this Rabbitar originally, I immediately hit the favorite button on OpenSea, and it wasn't for sale at the time. And I was like playing around, and you know, for me, I wanted it to represent like Pittsburgh sports, which is you know something I'm very loud and proud about. Want to, of course, represent being a girl dad. Usually, I just drop a pink background on, on photos. Um, I wanted it to represent me as a, a speaker and a podcaster. I wanted to represent me as like a happy person. I'm very loud. I'm always, you know, very passionate and, and boisterous in what I'm doing. Um, and I really wanted it to kind of like symbolize, you know, less about, you know, the sexual gender, male versus female, and more of just like the, that emotion and the, the energy that I believe that I put off. And I, and I do believe I tap into both my masculine and, and feminine energy very well. And it's something that I, I work hard to step into at, at, at even more often than I do now or that I have in the past. And so when I saw that this uh, Rabbitar came available, uh, I immediately put my Rabbitar, uh, the one, one of the two, up for sale. Um, and thankfully, because uh, that, that project is really just doing great, um, it sold within a matter, I think it was less than a half hour after I posted it for, for sale. And then I immediately jumped over and you know, converted some of the, my ETH and, and purchased this uh, Rabbitar. And I will say for me... You know, I have been doing a lot in the rarity side of the house, and I will say this Rabbitar that I ended up getting um, is 893 out of 12,000. So um, it is very rare, but it, when I selected it, when I was looking through um, OpenSea for the Rabbitar that I wanted, I actually wasn't, so, I wasn't sorting by rare characteristics. Um, I actually was sorting by the things that I, I had the yellow ears, uh, the pink bow tie, and the microphone was kind of like the things that the properties that I selected that I was looking for. Um, and I will say like, you know, I heard Mark Cuban on an interview um, recently talk about, you know, that you can't treat NFTs as an investment. You must treat NFTs as something, as a collector that you are, that you love and appreciate whatever it is about the NFT that you're collecting. So you might love the art, you might love the community, you might love the utility that is available on it. You might love the access that it provides, but you have to love one of those more so than believing that it's going to make you a million dollars, you're going to flip it for, for hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. And I th that really stood out at me. And so I will tell you, like, having that Rabbitar as my avatar um, has really just touched me in a way that I, it kinda, it's kind of fun. It's like a, it's like a different, um, a, a unique way for me to like step into my, my whole self and yes, if you go to my Twitter account, my pinned tweet is a video of me recording a podcast episode, right? If you go to my Instagram account, I'm on Twitter spaces or I'm on Instagram stories um, every day since Instagram stories came out. 
So it's not that I'm hiding behind it, right? I think that's, we immediately assume that there's a hiding behind um, it when you're actually using a, a PFP. I'm actually going to challenge that notion. We're going to move to this idea where we're not hiding behind a cartoon or art or illustration. Rather, we're, we found something that embodies us and it allows us to share even more of ourselves in this digital world. And for me, that's part of this like learning curve. It's part of this, what I want to bring to the world because from the outside, it can feel like, oh my goodness, we're going to lose our people skills and we're going to live in our phones and our metaverse and, and we're not going to you know, go outside. And, and let's face it, um, we're kind of living in our phones already. Um, the global pandemic that no one expected would stop the world around us kind of forced us all to appreciate like working from home, living from home, the little things in life, like you know, investing in a good bed, which is something that I need to do because I've traveled my entire career and I just kind of used the luxury of great beds uh, when I traveled. And then when I came home, I didn't really care. Yeah. So I think it's time for me to invest in that. But I just want to say like when we're thinking about authenticity in this digital world, you know, it is not about catfishing. It's not about faking it till you make it. I believe that style, that attempt, it will be found out. You will, not only will you be found out, but it is a lot harder to catfish and be someone that you are not in this digital world. And I also believe the idea of a pseudonym or um, alias that you're you know, behind or um, you're, you're showing up anonymous online, you have to really understand the risk of that and the reward of that, right? And the rewards have to outweigh the risks of, of you know, you're not going to be able to get verified. People are going, it's going to take more for people to trust you. You're going to have to adjust a lot of the things that maybe others aren't going to have to adjust. And if you're okay with that, I'm, I'm okay with that too. But I think we can move much more towards this idea of, you know, uh, not only being transparent, but allowing ourselves to leverage the digital world around us to show up even more like ourselves. And I will say like my metaverse character in Decentraland um, is, you know, it's, it's, it's me. Um, of course there's a mohawk, not a, a hat. Um, and I, it has very bright and loud colors as pink and purple and, and, and some colors there. And I, I will say like, I think there's, there's a, a beautiful opportunity for us to allow or reimagine our identity online. And that's where I think we should focus this, this, just this idea of authenticity. Because we are all much more than the job we have. We are all much more than when someone asks us, what do you do for a living? Like Anyone that's heard my other podcast, they know that's like the thing I hate more in this world. Do not show up to me and ask me what I do um, for a living. Um, a much better question for those that are looking for better questions are, you know, what are, what, are, what are the things that are exciting you today? Or what is the impact that you want to make five years from now? Like, let, let, let's, let's actually ask questions that allow us to go beyond the basics. Because I still am trying to figure out what the hell I want to be when I grow up. And so, I, but I will say, this idea of a letting, letting your like star shine, letting all aspects of you, because we are all beautiful humans that are all massively unique and we have things that we love and things that we hate, things that we do and things that we, we feel and things that we embody. And I think in many cases, that's represented much more than just a photo or a selfie of ourselves. So in a way... I actually believe authenticity in the digital space is going to increase 
as we not only embrace transparency with what blockchain allows us to do, where you cannot fake what you're doing and you can't claim that you're doing things and then, um, you know, and because if you, if you say you bought this PFP or you say that you, you made all of this money with, um, you know, crypto, it is all logged on the blockchain. You cannot hide from that. But what is also kind of cool is that we are also going to find unique ways and new ways and, and creative ways to embody more aspects beyond what you see when you just look at us in the eyes. And I will say even, you know, the, the crypto dad or the, uh, the yeah, crypto dad that you guys have seen uh, as my profile photo uh, for the last while, I actually took three different uh, of my NFTs and combined them in one. I, I had a crypto dad as like the main character. I made the shirt a the secret society which is one of my favorite it actually is my favorite art piece of all of my nfts and then i turned the hat i used the bubblegum kids um uh, nft that i own as my hat of my of my pfp for a while and so get creative i want you to think about this when you're looking at nft projects when you're thinking about where you're going to spend your money or even where you're looking at your current catalog if there's things that represent you, if there's things that you can adapt and collaborate because you own the rights to that art, because you own the NFT and you should check, you know, check out what those details and rights are, I say step into it. I say step into it. I say own it. I say test and tweak it and see how it, it even allows you to show up more of yourself, not less of yourself. And so when you hear people saying, oh my goodness, people are going to live in their phones and they're going to be in the metaverse and they're going to be so disconnected, challenge them back and ask them, are you more than the book cover or the first impression someone has of you when they see you in person? And if the answer is yes, the next question has to be, in the digital world, we can show up as that, we can be represented like that, and we can even adapt and grow from there. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thank you guys for tuning in for this episode. Make sure you check out the Mint 365 project. Of course, we are minting an NFT every single day between now and November 11th, 2022. There are some NFTs that are going to be available for anyone that wants to jump in and be a part of this project. I'm actually giving up 52% of the revenue um, generated from this NFT project when we sell the NFT next year. Um, and you can get involved in, there's two different levels. Uh, there's 365 of one level there's 22 of the founders level uh, and all of those details will be uh, linked uh, on the website and anywhere that you can uh, find that we will be launching those um, really uh, between now and December 1st uh, if it's after December 1st and you're listening to this um, they will be available on the aftermarket I know people will be selling them both on uh, rally uh, the rally NFT marketplace as well as OpenSea cheers my friends make it a good one Bam.